politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is mr fabian Welcome back ladies and gentlemen a brand new episode talking about the father of the nation today we're talking about Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi joining us is of course a professor Fabian uh Fabian sir happy Gandhi Jayanti let's start from there thank you happy Gandhi Jayanti to you and to the whole world that is so beautiful that is so beautiful mahatma gandhi gave us such a great philosophy just such a great legacy to go ahead and live our lives uh let's talk about gandhi ji and his political philosophy i mean his early life the lawyer the advocate the politician let's start from there let's learn a little bit about that okay thank you for the question which is very important now let me share a distressing story first aniket i do mock interviews for the aspirants who want to join the civil service in india now last month august i asked a young candidate from mumbai to give me four or five sentences about the quit india movement and the bright young man did not mention mahatma gandhi oh and when i asked him didn't you know that it was gandhi who gave the call for the quit india movement he said sorry sir nobody had ever told me that nor had he read a word about it in other words a generation is going up with uh, you know ignorance of history oh that is bad that is absolutely bad quit india movement simon go back all of these was <laughs> such an important part of my 10th 12th history class and lecture oh god this is bad um uh, can't say anything much about it yeah now about uh, gandhi let me give you a quotation from albert einstein aha uh-huh. i quote generations to come it may well be will scarce believe that such a man as this one ever in flesh and blood walked upon this earth brightest mind talking Now, about the brightest politician so einstein said this in 1939 mm-hmm. 
when Gandhi was turning 70. Very good. Very good. Right? Now, I will share with you one sort of uh, my uh, recollection before I answer your question. Okay. okay. In 1969, mm -hmm. I was in Madagascar okay. as a second secretary and Sharshad affair and uh, I had the privilege to speak on Mahatma Gandhi on the 2nd of October 1969 wow. before the diplomatic corps in Charles de Gaulle's de Gaulle University. Wow. Now, coming to Gandhi, as we know, he was born in 1869. Yeah. He went to England against uh, reservations from the elders. He tried to be a fashionable young man. <laughs> he tried to learn dancing. Yeah. And he was not bad at it. He learned some French also. Oh. Because, you know, it is fashionable to know French. True, very true, very true. But later on, he thought that was the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. He had gone to England to study law. He was already married and he shouldn't do any flirting. <laughs> okay. So, he came back and he wanted to practice in Bombay. Well, first occasion... He could hardly get a word out of his mouth. Okay. And then he went to South Africa. Yeah. Because yeah. a merchant asked him. Mm -hmm. There he did better. Yeah. And then he came across, uh, you know, the treatment they given to Indians. They had to carry a pass, this and that. So he fought against that. He did not fight against apartheid in general. Okay. He fought... Uh, for uh, the Indian community to be treated with dignity. True. And he fought with smuts, general smuts. And incidentally, when he was in jail in yeah. South Africa, yeah. he made a pair of uh, uh, chapels for smuts, for general smuts. And later on, he returned it to Gandhi saying that I do not deserve even to tie your shoelaces. Oh, okay. okay. In other words, they fought against each other, but they each had respect for the other. True. Very true. Very then he true. came to India in 1915. Mm -hmm. And when he came, the International Congress was active. But, you know, their pattern was to meet in a good hotel, five stars pass resolutions, and then go to sleep. Okay. Except that when there was a division of Bengal, uh -huh. 1905, by okay. Kirsten, yeah. and, you know, then the Congress got active. But there was no proper organization. It was not a mass party. Okay. So Gandhi came up with this four charana membership, four ana, you know, 16 anas to the rupee. Yeah. So 25 paise. Okay. Now that became a big movement and he had organization, you know, the Pradesh Congress Committee. Yeah. You know, in different parts of India. So okay. he sort of, you know, and then he started non-cooperation, which uh, a man like Gina didn't like. Yeah. Because he believed that we should only write to the British government in good legalese and not fight. 
Okay. So that is how he mobilized India. And uh, let me tell you that much before the people of India said, Bharat Madaki Jai, much before that, they started saying Mahatma Gandhi Ki Jai. Because the idea of an India, you know, was taking time to, you know, mature. And my college, sorry to be uh, talking about myself, Maharaja's College, Ernakulam. Uh -huh. Well, I went there in 1960. But much before that, they had a Hindu mess, a Muslim mess, and a Christian mess. Okay. That is, students did not sit together and eat. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I can. Senseless thing to do. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So that is that. Now, I would say that the, you know, Gandhi started the Satyagraha. At one moment, it turned violent, chauri chaura, you know, when sort of uh, set fire to the police station. Gandhi called off the Satyagraha and said it was his Himalayan blunder. People didn't like it, but he did it. He had the courage of conviction, you know to admit that he was in the wrong. So, and Gandhi mobilized uh, both uh, you know, Hindus, Muslims, Christians, Sikhs. He didn't care what your religion was. We had a common aim, you see. And do you know that Ambedkar, Dr. Ambedkar was not in the first list of the cabinet members prepared by Jawaharlal Nehru. Gandhi asked him, invite him. And that is how he was invited. In other words, though Ambedkar did not always have nice things to say about Gandhi, he never had that personal bitterness. He was above that, you see? But let me also tell you, Gandhi was essentially an anarchist, okay? And he wanted the International Congress to be disbanded and to be made into an NGO, Lok Seva Sangh. And, you know, that sort of thing. But it didn't happen. And as regards the partition of India, he opposed it as much as he could. But once the Indian National Congress under Jawaharlal Nehru, uh, Patel and other leaders, Rajagopal had agreed to it, Gandhi did not want to start a uh, satyagraha or uh, fast against his own followers. So he said, all right. And of course, you know how he was assassinated by Nathuram Gotse, you know, who believed that Gandhi was not caring sufficiently for what he called, quote, the Hindu, unquote, causes. Anyway, so that's where we are. Fabian, um, Mahatma Gandhi's activism and the, the demand that he commanded and not respected, right? So let's talk about his reach and his you know, command on the rest of the world as an international icon. Well, let me tell you a true story. Mahatma Gandhi, on his return from the Roundtable Conference in London, yeah. he passed through Rome. Mm -hmm. At that time, Benito Mussolini was ruling Italy. Okay? He sent an invitation to Gandhi and Gandhi accepted now, in Rome, there is Piazza Venezia, where there is a balcony where Mussolini used to come at around 11 o'clock in the morning. 
okay. and get greeted by his uh, people. Okay. okay. So they had a conversation, mm -hmm. and then Mussolini said, "Let us go to the balcony, and he arranged for a military parade." And Mussolini said, "How beautiful!" Gandhi said, "How disgusting!" Oh. And Gandhi could figure out that the interpreter was not exactly translating his word. Okay. So he told the interpreter, I said disgusting. Do translate it correctly. <laughs> that was Gandhi. And then, you know, when he met the king emperor yeah. during the roundtable conference, yeah. Gandhi was as usual in his, you know, loin cloth and all that. And the king emperor said, you know, it's very cold in England. Yeah. You should have more clothes. And you know what Gandhi said? Yes, your majesty. But your majesty have more than enough for the two of us. <laughs> so cool, yeah. So cool. Look at the repartee, you know, you know the, how he could. Yeah. And the, during the uh, roundtable conference, there was one British delegate who was uh, who had the habit of saying the same thing again and again and again, okay. and taking too long to say that. So Gandhi had the discipline to go to sleep for five minutes, fifty seconds, and then get up, and then, you know, sort of respond to that delegate. <laughs> 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 oh God, I need to learn that. I need to learn that. That's a very cool trick. It's a very cool He knew how to make best use of the media. Mm, very true. Yeah. You know, and also his uh, Navjeevan, you know, his publications, Young yeah. India, yeah. all that, you yeah. know, yeah. they were read by, you know, it was a pre-internet age, but it didn't matter. He could capture your ears and your hearts. Mm-hmm. Very cool, yeah. Very cool. Um, uh, Fabian, now here's a philosophical question. And I know it might just sound very cheesy. And I don't think so ever anyone has ever asked this question. Can there be a Mahatma Gandhi or can there be a Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi? Before he became the Mahatma, he was Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi. He was a man. Can there be a man similar to one we witnessed in 2021? Is that a possibility? Okay, let me try to answer that question philosophically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any uh, case, if I tell myself I want to be another Albert Einstein, mm -hmm. I will devote my next 20 years for that goal. Yeah. It will not happen because Albert Einstein had a high level of IQ. Okay. Which I don't have. True. Which I cannot have just by wanting it. Okay. But in regard to the Gandhi question, it's a question whether we can progress on the moral plane. True. That is, can I be a better man tomorrow than I have been today? Yeah. Can I have more patience? Can I look at other human beings as my friends? Can I hate evil but not the evildoer? Can I see the human being in the so-called enemy. Well, I can try and I can make progress. And if I persist, there is no stop to my progress. So theoretically, it is possible for anyone 
to be as good as Gandhi. Morally, whether that person will have the political uh, astuteness of Gandhi is a different matter. Okay. But it is possible to grow morally and there is no limit to it. You can do what a Mother Teresa did, holding the baby, picking it up from the dirt and seeing in the baby. Well, for Mother Teresa, it was infant Jesus Christ. True. For others, it was a dirty baby. So you can do that morally. But whether anyone can have that uh, political astuteness and all that, <laughs> it's a different matter. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You need, you just do not need IQ, but you need EQ also. That's emotional quotient. And only if you have the perfect balance as Mahatma Gandhi did ever have, who nobody has documented, you can definitely go ahead and be the man that he was. Half, quarter the man Mahatma Gandhi was. Uh, thank you, Fabian, for this brilliant episode. Happy, happy Mahatma Gandhi Jayanti once again. Uh, I'll see you soon and you take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.